All right, we're here. We are? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mine doesn't say shit. It says we're going live in six seconds. <laughs> well, we're live. Okay, fantastic. Welcome to the Straight Red Card. <laughs> I'm extremely pissed right now. Um, oh, man. Computer not working. I mean, everything uh, on my end is jaggedy and stalls out <laughs> and it's irritating and i feel like i'm six seconds behind and by the way what kind of countdown goes forward instead of backwards maybe i was looking at the wrong numbers but yeah you must have been because it goes from 30 down to zero so i'm glad everybody else can see me i mean if you can't <laughs> apologize but i've been uh you know wrestling my laptop for the last i don't know 20 minutes it's been irritating as hell so whatever it is we're, we're going to fix it after the show but we're just going to head and just move on right um and we're going to take on some of your questions that you sent brett over the week i'll probably get um better attitude as the show goes on maybe maybe <laughs> no it's damn now i'm kind of worried i'm not going to be able to see the slides and everything else that comes up on the screen as well just yeah, this may, be, this may be a me reading shit store, uh, you know, live stream. Yeah. All right. Herky jerky as it is. Um, do we want to start with the uh, written questions first? Written questions? Yeah, the ones you get on Twitter. Okay. That, that was a weird way of wording uh, a tweet. Or aren't those uh, written by people who actually have to physically write them? Typed. <laughs> So, yeah, they're written. <laughs> Somebody had to write them. Nah. All right. Yeah, let's start with tweet, uh, the, the, the Twitter universe questions first, and see if I can even read them as they pop up on the screen. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Okay. Probably going to have to tell me they're up there because I can't see shit. Oh, there we go. <laughs> All right. All right. It finally came up. So, Jorge Castillo. Um Against Panama, should have cost a start at CDM. Um, didn't we already answer this? I thought we did somehow, but we may have brought it up at some point in some other show. But I'd love to have him on there somehow to do, take set pieces. But I'm assuming Reyna will be back, even though he's out with a illness. <clears throat> I don't know what kind of illness. He may have had, you know, some bad food or whatever. So then some of that uh, nice Mexican food from London. Well, in the report that I read said he's out for the rest of February with this illness. So what that's kind of illness is that. I mean, can you give us a little more info? I mean, what the hell does he have? Syphilis? I mean, Jesus Christ. Let's not start another river, Derek. Yeah, but that's a long time <laughs> to be out from an illness. Yeah. And I yeah, can only... I, yeah. That's out that's strange. I, I didn't hear the timeline, but uh if it is out for what two more weeks? Well, I guess only thirteen days. I'm technically two more weeks. Yeah. Well, again, I mean, maybe that's he's got the Rona. I, I mean, I I really don't know, and I guess they don't have to tell us. But I'm assuming that he's going to be back, and so we have a set piece taker. So we really don't need a cost on the field. So no, I think you go with Adams as long as he's healthy um, at CDM because he's more of a wrecker. Yeah. Although Acosta played well against Honduras, I'm not taking that away from him. Great set piece taking, and um, but Rain is just as good as he had 
he is in set pieces. As long as it's not Polisic taking the set pieces, Jesus. I think uh, as far as far as the cost of starting at uh, the six, I think it all depends on who's who's partnered with. Uh, we can't have another uh, creative black hole in the midfield. Yeah. Uh, so it has to be like a Luka. De- so let's just let's just go with the same uh, center uh, three that we had against uh, um, Honduras. Fuck it. Why not? That worked that well. Let's bring back Luka de la Torre. Yes. But, I hope he comes back. But so. uh, God Kong Snake has asked, why is Pulisic taking set pieces for Chelsea all of a sudden? That's a really good question because <laughs> uh, that was an awful uh, a free kick he took. In well, uh, I mean, if his performances in the United States uh, are any indication, then yes, I would have imagined. I don't know why all of a sudden. It was really weird to see him take that free kick from outside the box against Palmeiras in the Club World <laughs> Cup. I'm like, have these people watched him take free kicks? Maybe he, he's good at practice. I, I don't know. He's certainly never been good at a game. I've never seen him make a great free kick before. Um, he, follow, or, he followed up. Yeah, he followed up and said, uh, also, Costa set pieces are just as inconsistent as the rest of them. <laughs> Not that game. Not that game. Not the last game they weren't. (laughs) They were pretty darn good. And actually, Acosta's even a better free kick taker than than Polisic is, too. Because he's got a gun. Um, Polisic doesn't really have a rocket for a leg. I mean, he's Mm -hmm. he's pretty good. But, I mean, it's not bad. But it's not as fast as uh, Acosta can kick it. Um, So, yeah. I I didn't see that question pop up on the screen. Mm. Oh, all right, next question. Is it an anti-MLS bias for why people don't rate Zardis, Legette, and Roldan? Well, I don't know all people, Fred. <laughs> and I think for some of them, probably it is. But for us, it's a matter of performance. And yeah. uh, that's why, you know, we've been high on Zimmerman. And that's why, you know, we're pro Miles Robinson. Um, and I just think that they're MLS guys that have proven on a game-to-game basis that they're game. I mean, they've had some bad games. Miles had a bad game recently. But some no, I don't know if it's – like, I don't think Pete and I don't think um, Tack – I don't think any of those guys. Sam, for not sure, is not anti-MLS bias, and we're MLS fans. We just think Legette and Roldan are done, and Zardis might still hmm. squeak in somehow. But um, I think even Greg's starting to figure out Legette's done. Yeah. So. Well, and I think as a whole, I don't think that it's an anti-MLS uh, rhetoric by any means. Because, again, we talk about the number of players that are still in MLS or just recently left MLS that we would call in game, every, every game, you know, or yeah. every game day roster. Uh, so I don't think it's necessarily an anti-MLS rhetoric. Uh, I do think there are some people that have an anti-MLS uh, thought process. Oh, for that- sure. There yeah. are players that will be playing in MLS, and then they'll get pissed if they get called in. But if the next window they get sold to Europe and they start playing for Venezia or uh, insert random team here, I mean, there's there were a number of MLS players that haven't gotten a sniff at the national team level that just got sent over to Europe. Vines. And if they start getting playing time, Vines is a great example. All of a sudden, you know, they may start looking at it saying, you know, these guys are these guys should get a call. They're playing in Europe. But they're no different than what they were two or three months ago. Right. So there there can be. It's a yes and no question. Yeah. 
I mean, there are anti-MLS people out there. I mean, you smell them every day as they <laughs> walk around the internet with the stench of their arrogance on them. Listen, MLS has come a long, long ways, folks. And you may not like the league, um, but personally, I've been watching it for a long time. And I've watched it evolve and become something much better than it was before. So there's that. All right, next one. <laughs> Hold on, keyboard. Uh, keyboard said, uh, "Danny Z uh, Z Zatella uh, hacked your laptop, Derek." <laughs> I'm starting to think he did. Yeah, because <laughs> it wouldn't work on Edge at all, and now I'm on Chrome. At least you guys can see me, but I can't see what the fuck's going on on this show. So, I mean, not in real time. I'm like, I'm lagging about five seconds behind. So. Um, that really blows. It's kind of weird watching yourself say something five seconds after you said it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, L Duke 32 for uh, 499 super chat said, how big of an issue is it that our top three goalkeepers will all be backups playing limited minutes? It's a big deal. It's really bad. Um, because well, I mean, no, nothing's changed with, uh, with, uh, uh, Stefan and Horvath. That's they're, they're still the same player they've been for the past year or two. I know uh, Turner. On the other hand, he's going to be sitting. He's going to be riding pine and at Arsenal. Knows? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think he's going to. Um, I keep saying it. Bring Sloanina in. Start getting him caps, dude. He's like <laughs> he barely has hair he's... on his balls. Let's let's chill on Sloanina. I know you're joking. Can't, but can't vote. Can't vote yet. But he uh, get him on there. No, <laughs> um, and that does make you wonder because you know our one and two. I don't care who you pick as your one or two, Turner or Stefan are going to be riding a lot of pine except for cup games. And that's going to be bleeding into the World Cup. Now, Horvath might have proved us wrong by coming in in an emergency and playing really well. And he hadn't played for ages. Speaking of which, he will play soon because um, the starting keeper at Nottingham Forest slapped somebody in the head and got a red card. So he's out for three games. So you would... Yeah, you would think Corvath would get to play now at least for three games. But, yeah, this is a really bad setup, and um, I guess if you're Greg, you're just going to have to get him in camp as early as possible before the real games matter and make sure they're up to snuff because yeah. otherwise they're not going to be. Here's a here's a great follow-up with that. Are we still saying Horvath's our top three? No. I'm sorry, so, I had to drop drop him again. It's been forever since he's played. So I mean, if, if I mean, yes, if Turner goes to uh, when he goes to Arsenal and continues, let's assume he's riding fine, which is a safe assumption. Um, does somebody like Sean Johnson actually become considered one of our top goalkeeper options? No. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason not is because he is not. And number two, unlike Horvath, Stefan. And um, and Turner will probably get cup games at the very least. Horvath doesn't even get cup games anymore. They yeah. blow him off on the cup games too. They're like, nah, that's that's the fascinating part. Yeah, I mean, I can't believe that. I mean, if I were him, I would be furious. I would be furious to not even get a cup game. But that's what they're doing at Nottingham Forest. I mean, you can't fault them. They're near the top of the table. They're competing for, you know, a possible promotion slot in that. You know, not the top two spots, but the next four. So yeah. they're somewhere near it. So, no. Um, no, I think you have to stick with the two guys that are 
maybe not in the best form necessarily, but are the most skilled of our keepers. And as for Horvath, I hope he makes the best of those three games. <laughs> Make a name for yourself now, man. Absolutely. Do it. Do it. All right. Uh, Jose Reyes for a $20 super chat. All right. That's big. Appreciate it, man. Uh, as a crew fan, there is no reason for Zardes. We have better options. Even Pfock, who I don't rate, is a better option based on form. I, I love you. MLS. I'm more concerned with Brooks being shunned. Love you guys. More live streams. I thought he meant it. Zardes wasn't good enough to play for the crew either. <laughs> Just <for a> <laughs> Maybe. That's kind of what I heard. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing is you don't know. When you're talking about Greg, we'll probably bring – six or seven winger slash forwards to um, the World Cup. I don't think Zardes is out of the discussion yet. I mean, he should be, but he's not because Greg's going to Greg. So, um, but I agree with you. PFOC just scored again this week. So this weekend, I mean, I don't know how long you can sit there and say he is not good enough when nobody else is stepping up. And grabbing the reins, and well, he's got like what thirteen goals in nineteen games. Yeah, yeah, scoring machine. I mean, you, you can you can argue about the Swiss league and everything like that, but I mean, he's not going to be there much longer. Uh, there was already talk of him. Be, uh, there was already talk of uh, rumors of him going to the Nates yet, but that was this past window, which the didn't Nates happen. Use him. Yeah. So I mean. I, he's not he's not bound for that league and there's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with him staying in that league right now if he's scoring 13 goals and he still has what like a third of the season left come on and, and it's it's kind of like the Scottish thing again he's playing yeah. for one of the top teams in Switzerland you Champions know. League and Europa all that stuff there for him yeah so, I mean, young young boys yeah. is one of the best teams I mean they're behind I think they're behind Basel right now but you know maybe they'll catch him by the end there that's my dog whining in the background as if we haven't had <laughs> enough te technical issues tonight all right gizmo shut up all right uh Dad doesn't even feed me oh. well that's the problem i feed him too much and he's spoiled and every time yeah. he wants a snack he's just like starts whining and shit um so we got uh, how come i can't see the chat things you're bringing up can that no, no. pop, pop on the screen the, the chat's on the screen. I mean, it's up there. They're, everybody else is seeing it but you. Yeah, so. I still got Fred Baker <laughs> up on mine. Yes, he's, and that's still up there because we're getting super chats. These are all super chats. Yeah, okay. So all right, we... J uh, Jacob uh, Uriarty for four ninety nine. Does the lack of veteran players? I don't count Pulisic because he's never qualified on this on this team. Account for any of the inconsistent play? Yeah. Sure, young players are inconsistent, um, or they can be. They're more liable to be inconsistent. So that's some of it. That's why we get some inconsistent play. That's why Musa was great one window and kind of mediocre this last window. But then he's playing every game now for Valencia and starting. I mean, our, I mean, our, our starting 11 could pr practically field for the uh, U.S. Uh, Olympic uh, squad right now. I mean, there's so many players that are under 23 that are consistently playing for us. So yeah. I mean, inconsistencies are going to happen. Don't get me wrong. Um, and we there's there's definitely a missing um, uh, group of players. There's a whole whole generation of players that failed um, as, as far as the national team is concerned. Oh, are you and talking? That's, that's being affected. 
You or talk about the, the Breccia generation? More or less. Also I mean, they, known as the Black they, Hole generation? <laughs> they would be the aged, uh, the aged veterans at this point that if they were playing consistently and well last cycle, they would have at least had a World Cup under the belt. Yeah, there should be a lot so. more 28-year-olds and 29-year-olds and maybe mm -hmm. even a couple, a 30-year-old or two on this team. Mm -hmm. But you know, uh, there probably won't be a lot of those guys because that generation was just didn't work out for whatever reason, whether it be Breck Shea, whether it be um, uh, who's the kid who played for the Revs and played for the U.S. Na men's national team. And now, now I think he's in Cincinnati. Uh, uh, Buttonbury? No, Ag Agadello? Agadello. I'm going over all the uh, New England yeah. Revs. He didn't, he didn't work <laughs> out. Uh, there are a lot of kids from that generation that mm -hmm. just didn't work out. So, yeah, we're basically left with a 23 and under team outside of Zimmerman and well, goalkeepers. Our, our, our age players right now don't have much World Cup qualifying experience at all. So, I mean, it, it definitely hurts. But, uh, you know, we'll make it work. I think you're going to have to make it work. It's yeah. not There's not a lot of no. guys in that age range, and we grabbed the ones that worked. <laughs> um, you know, we tried out Roldan, that didn't work. We tried out Legette, he's in that age group too. He's probably not gonna make the the final team. Um, certainly Breck Shea's way out of the out of the, the and then you've got um uh Roldan. I think I already mentioned him, but yeah, mm -hmm. those are the older guys, and maybe that's why they're brought in. But I think if you got Walker Zimmerman there, I think you're fine. That's enough. Yeah. That's just that's <laughs> enough. Yeah, that's enough. That's What's our third goalkeeper? That's enough. Let's leave that's it at enough. that. That's enough wisdom. <laughs> I think we'll All be right. fine. So uh, uh, Liam G comes at us with a $5 super chat. Uh, Thanks, guys. guys. By the way, for yeah. all the super chats, thank you very much. 100%. Yep. I can fix uh, my computer with it. <laughs> 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 that's how bad this is right now. Uh, do you guys think there's any issue with American investors putting American players on teams, they, uh, on teams where they aren't up to par or won't get any minutes. Well, that's certainly, I mean, I can't speak for every situation. Um, and it's not even, it's not even necessarily <laughs> American owners all the time, but sometimes it is certainly Reynolds move to Roma was like, uh, that's not well, going to work. It's definitely worked for us with Venezia. Don't, aren't they U S owners? Yes. I mean, it's not sort so of much work. for my, 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 <laughs> no, but Mallorca are run by incompetence. So yeah. um, an incompetent manager, although they did just win their last game, I guess. Um, and I think um, I think Hoppy's agent did him a disservice there. I mean, I'm sure it sounds that could good. be the big thing. In all honesty, the, 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 this question, I think it's more of a question on the agents. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're. Listen, I think Tessman will eventually work out at Venezia, but let's face it, he and Busi are going through a little rocky tide right now at Venezia. Busi started the last game, but was yanked pretty much at halftime. Um, Tessman came in, he's getting five, ten minutes sometimes, and then the game he started, he got yank, yanked at halftime like a couple weeks ago or three weeks ago. So there are going to be those ups and downs for those kids, but I think they're – I think they're at the right level at a, at a club that has aspirations, but right now it's just trying to survive being dumped, being relegated. So um, yep. I can't think of anybody else who's really been 
sent to a team like really recently where you're like, well, that's a failure, except for like Matt Turner. We know he's not going to start <laughs> at Arsenal. Yeah. Stefan's not going to start at Man City. Um, Sergeant went to Norwich. He starts. So that worked out. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're right out of the gate. He started. Yeah. Yeah. There are going to be those situations right now. Nothing really is standing out to me, you know, where that's the case. I think, you know, yeah. Oh, uh, Jose Reyes comes back for another five. All right. Uh, and, uh, he brings up a great point off of our last super chat, not the one that we just answered, but the one prior to about veteran leadership and Mm -hmm. black world cups. Because he brings up, I, and he goes, I would argue, other than Brooks, we don't have any experienced players at the level we need uh, to coach guys playing at the top level of EU. Last chat. <laughs> yeah. Bro- that's a great point. We do have somebody with experience. He's just not called in. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, you know, Greg, again, protested too much. There is something going on there. Um, and, you know, Greg could make it all out to be tactical if he wants saying I like quick center backs that allows, um, you know, my, my, my two, my left back and my right back to go upfield way far. And all I have to worry about is that Adams is covering the two CBs and we got that covered while we push hard up the field and I get it. Brooks is slow. He's slow, but he's also skilled. He probably has the best left uh, foot of almost any you know center back we have he's a great passer of the ball but i also understand there have been attitude issues i get it i mean i don't just get it i know it mm-hmm. um so yeah it'd be nice to have brooks there but i guess since he's actually played in an actual world cup before um that would be nice to have but i don't know if it's going to happen folks um maybe greg proves me wrong in the next window yeah, but I doubt all it. All right, why don't we get to our third question? All right, <laughs> is that all we're at? I, I can I can see I can see that this might be a uh, an all nighter, guys. Let's well, not. The problem is we, we, talk, we talk way too much, way too much. Yeah, but you got to answer the question, and sometimes the answer isn't as simple as yes and no. Nope. Dax McCarty. No, I'm just kidding. DQ McCarty <laughs> writes: Would players like Alan Sonora or Johnny actually benefit from a move to MLS. Brazil is a better league, but Argentina ranks below MLS. I don't know who ranks them below MLS, but somebody apparently does. I struggle with it, but I think they'd get more U.S. men's national team looks and the clubs would release them more often for friendlies. I'd love your take. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. Um, I still think that Alan... Sonora plays on one of the better teams in Argentina. I I wouldn't recommend him leave. Now, it would make them more visible. And that could be a good thing or a bad thing. What if it's visible that they came here and struggled for a couple years to fit in? Well, that makes it difficult um, to then assess exactly how good or good they aren't. But, yeah, certainly scouting them in South America. I know we have lots of scouts in Europe. Uh, paying attention mm-hmm. to every game, every one of our players play. I don't know how prevalent that is in, I mean, there's not a lot to cover in South America. So, Those are pretty, there's Joel Sonora as well, but. I, I uh, will, I will say, I will say Twitter and all of the online commenters, you know, scout it well enough in the sense that they should be well aware of who's, who they need to look at. 
I'm sure. I'm sure they. Oh have, yeah. They're full, fully aware of who's in South America and everything like that. But I mean, it's 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 the wonderful world of uh, technology we live in. I mean, you can scout the player without necessarily leaving the comfort of your couch. Yeah, and you can. Yeah, you can John, find Johnny, almost every game online yeah. at this point. I mean, Johnny Soccer and uh, Sonora were both going to be included in the December Cup. I mean, the December uh, window. Uh, obviously, Johnny came. Um, Allen was not able to. Right. Um, wasn't released. So, I mean, Craig's got him in his plans, um, or at least wants to look at, take a look at him. Yeah. I mean, it's it's there. You, you know, you just have to continue playing, continue performing. I think he'll keep him in his. Yep. His yeah. Nations League. I keep saying that for players in question, but it's not going to be this next window. So maybe Nations League or a friendly leading into the World Cup. I don't know. Maybe so. Yeah. I, I mean, eventually they're both going to play. And I think Allen's made it pretty clear he wants to play for the United States, mostly because he's got a chance in hell to play for Argentina. <laughs> so, but, um, you know, his brother Joel's not actually, you know, it's not like he's a piece of garbage either. He's a great, he's a pretty good player. But, um, so we'll see where, where the I think he was I'll just say, loaned. He was just loaned yeah. to somebody else. I can't remember who it is now. I would say the uh, to to defend Greg a little bit here. Um, the beer bug did a, a big disservice for us. Yes, as far as being able to test any of these outlying fringe players, if you will, um, right. we lost a year and a half there of games. I mean that's rough. Right. And then we get thrown back in, and you got a Gold Cup. You got. Nations League, and you got World Cup qualifying all within like a year window. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's tough, but um, yeah, make it we'll a drink. We'll see what happens afterwards. All right, <laughs> sorry, I had to make a drink there. Yep, I'm back. American Soccer United that must be like a show. Is that a podcast? Sounds familiar. Um, who would you have in a back three format formation? Well. You know, in the perfect world. It's the difference between you and Burhalter. <laughs> yeah, because that's not going to happen, I don't think, anytime soon anymore. I mean... Assuming Burhalter won the back three, I still think your three would probably be different than his three. Well, Brooks, Zimmerman, and either Richards or Miles on the right. All depends so, on who's in form at that point, yeah. So, and it really does matter who's in form. I don't think we're going to see this again from Greg. I mean... Maybe uh, in not the World qualifying, not qualifying, not in qualifying in the World Cup, maybe because you know we he might play a more defensive, uh, conservative setup where he knows we're going to have to bunker against. Let's we don't know who's going to be in our group. Let's just assume Argentina's in our group. We got to play Argentina. Yeah, we're not attacking Argentina. Okay, that's not going to work. Playing a four three three the way he plays it right now is just not going to work. So he's going to have to do something different. Um, even Klinsman got sensible once we got to the World Cup and realized mm -hmm. we, we had to play a low block and counter. So is Greg as sensible as Jurgen Klinsman? I guess that's the question we'll find out. Once we qualify for the World Cup, which isn't over, folks. <laughs> I mean... Everybody's consensus is, you know, Brooks, Richards, and then let's go with Robinson. There's uh, one person with Zimmerman like us. And then, uh, you know, Brooks, Richards, and Robinson. Yeah, so there's a 
there's a obviously the, the three the top three to four option for for all of us are pretty much the same. Well, I'll just tell everybody this just for so they can stay grounded. Zimmerman's going nowhere. He's, He's been lock. the most consistent uh, center back we've had. He is a locked in starter yep. for Greg. That's it. Gonna happen. That's just how it is right now. Why is the sky blue? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, that's a good question. Phantom okay. Frank. Phantom Frank. The tamale and at tamale killer. I've seen tamale killer on our um, YouTube before. I think I congratulated him on killing a tamale. Um, okay. To be serious. Okay. To be serious. Do you think the players on the U S men's national team don't like Greg's game plan? Polisic did say they needed different and new ideas in a press conference. I wouldn't take that comment by Polisic that serious. I don't think that's, I mean, he meant what he said, but he wasn't exactly hitting back at Greg's system and saying, yeah, that whole shit's broken. But he just I, said, we, we need some new ideas. I get it. But, that's yeah. a slight criticism. Very slight, though. I almost feel like the, the we need new ideas needs to come up on a game-to-game basis. He was Maybe he was talking that, hey, this wasn't working this match. We need to come up with some new ideas. And he and might be that, that could that could that could still be a slight against Greg in that sense, but but you could justify it and say it's a it's, mm-hmm. he's talking about the players themselves. They need to do something different. They need new ideas. Yeah. So that one's you can uh, write and, that one off. I mean, that also comes down to that could be a uh, could be a tactical issue too. You know, we talked about uh, Musa playing more more uh, further back than McKinney in uh, the Canada game and the El Salvador game at that too. And I felt that was a misuse of the player. Now, I think Greg probably should have seen that happening. Having Musa more on an offensive role would have been a better option because McKinney has that box-to-box mentality. So it's just there, there's tactical issues that I, I, I'd wonder about um, when it comes to players you know, trying new things. I'm, I'm sure a lot of the, the players look at Greg, especially at halftime, when he does his raw raw crap, mm-hmm. um, and go, that's foreign to me. Can you imagine Thomas Tuchel doing acting like Greg at halftime at a Chelsea game? Yeah. That that would be absurd. Um, same thing with with uh, Adams. Same thing. I mean, same thing with McKenney. I Listen, I mean, I can't get inside the head of these guys, and I'm sure they've got their issues with Greg. I mean, I'm sure. Hell, I had issues with my coach when I played in high school. We went to the state finals, and I had issues with him. Mm -hmm. In fact, David Ward stood up at halftime. He was our center midfielder and said, hey, I know this is high school soccer, but these guys, Ballard, they're really good. We can't afford to put in subs. We got to play this next half. The starters got to play the rest of the 45. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we're going to get our asses kicked. Coach listened. There was not a sub made for the rest of the game. So (laughs) there you go. Uh, But I don't think you can say that uh, if, I mean, we'll look at, look at the Brooks issue. Okay. There were disagreements there, very small ones and attitudinal issues or whatever. And you can't look at Hoppy. I mean, okay. He's not playing for Mallorca, but I get it. But I wonder how much damage was really done. Mm-hmm. Um, when he told him I'm the best fucking player on the field, leave me on. Why are you taking me off? 
And Greg's like, get the fuck back to your seat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then he immediately shipped him over to Mallorca where he's not getting any playing time. Maybe this was all Greg's plan. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, so uh, uh, Jeffrey Perpich, Perpich, he comes in and says, uh, is there any other reason other than tactics why no matter who we start in the front three, the offense is abysmal from open play? That's all tactics. Yeah. Look, I mean, Greg took fucking five minutes to figure out how to explain to a a guy who asked him a question in a presser how you break down a low block. <laughs> hey, it took him 24 hours to realize that Canada played in the low block. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed reviewing the footage now that I've come yeah. back, said Greg, that they played a low block for the most of the first half. Ooh, no, what? or second half. No, dude, they played it in the first half, too. What were you smoking? <laughs> he needs to smoke some of my stuff because he's just not paying attention. And I don't know if he makes – he must want to make himself look stupid sometimes. I don't think he does, but he does. Um, maybe he should just be less calculated about what he says because I think it's the over-calculation. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes when you try to be too perfect, that's when you make the mistake. That's when you say the stupid thing. When you're like, okay, what would be the perfect thing to say here? And then it comes off, and you're like, oh, shoot. I thought that was going to be perfect, but that was the worst thing I could have said. You know, that happens <laughs> in real life, too. You know, yeah. the more natural you are, the better. So if he can just be honest with us, that would be great. Yeah. Best right. type. <laughs> Cat, Cat Fiddler Frank. Fiddler. <laughs> I love the name. Cat Fiddler. Love that. At least it I mean, wasn't Diddler. You know, that had been really weird. Yeah, that's still a little suspect, though. <laughs> it's still a little suspect. Best type brand of an intoxicant. Favorite store in Circle Center Mall. Oh, this must be an Indiana guy. We've got we've got a number of them actually. It, it's I, fascinating to see how many people from Indiana we have in our fan base, our listening squad. Dude, I haven't been to Circle Center Mall. <laughs> that was uh, my answer. Was Circle Center still a thing? Do people go to the mall anymore? So back in the day when Circle Center first came out, they had a, they had a, an arcade up on the fourth floor. What and year was that, was that, by the way? I know, late 90s. Okay, okay. Mid-90s, late 90s area. And uh, But they had, had, all the, had all the new games. They had like the 3D shit that you could do and Star all Wars sorts of one. stuff. Yeah. It was just it – it was just like high end, but the problem was is that every fucking game was like a buck or two, you know, like hey, pop two bucks in here and uh, you're good for the next sixty seconds. I'm like fuck, can't play this shit. <laughs> but it, it was fun to go to. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't, not, I didn't necessarily frequent Indianapolis all that often when I was younger, but went there a number of times. I thought it was open as early as the late '80s because I remember going there in the '80s. Maybe I guess it didn't come. And maybe I, think, I, I won't. I won't say yes or no to that. I guess I, it's a, it's an issue of uh, of our age. I mean, not the, what I remember. Not the whole one they have now. That's massive, but a part of it was already up, and, they they, and they, ex they extended it and made mm. it bigger. Um, okay. Actually, honestly, I was in the the uh, Circle Center Mall like three years ago when we held, or four years ago, we held a. Um, a uh, conference there um that would be well i'm not going to mention the company and we had like you know 
It was like 5,000 people there. And the hotel. You guys had a ball pit there and everything. Right. We had a ball. (laughs) No, we did. We literally had a ball. No, I said a ball pit. What's a ball pit? The Chuck and Cheese things for kids where you go and slide down a slide into a ball pit. I mean, what's a ball pit? (laughs) It's like I've never had (laughs) kids before. I was going to say, you have kids. Yeah, What's I know. A, I'm changing have, the name of the title of this stream. What's a ball pit? That's what's going to be the title. <laughs> I didn't know those were called ball pits. <laughs> what did we used to call What's them? I don't know. We didn't, I didn't have a name for them. It's like, <laughs> yeah, go jump in that thing and play around. Yeah. I don't know what that thing's called. <laughs> but I know what a ball pit is, yes. <laughs> uh, as right. far as, let's talk about something we actually know, uh, <clears throat> know about. <laughs> Best Hold brand on. of intoxicant. <laughs> Hold on. Here we go. Here's a quote. What's a ball pit? Derek is not American. Confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> I am not oh, man. 100% American. That is true. I am 50% right. German. So that might as be. As far as the best type of brand of intoxicant. We have a little more knowledge on this than Circle Center Mall. Well, I would go with, I know you're going to probably go with a liquor, but I'm going to, since you're going to go with a liquor, I'm going to go with Jenny Kush. That's going to be, now there's so many variants of that now at this point. Mm-hmm. that you know it's hard to say which one i mean it really like i just want my anxiety to be really low and so now when you can go online you can buy all kinds of different uh strands you can find one that increases like um uh, certain things and decreases the anxiety like uh, i'd rather have more euphoria than anxiety but i don't want to get too screwed up that i'm an idiot either which i probably am already from the start so i want to avoid being more dumb than normal so there you go i'll let you do the liquor part yeah let's just say my my uh my wheelhouse is liquor and in, in general so uh, as far as in general <laughs> what do you mean a wide variety of liquor of alcohol uh ranging from the wines all the way to the hard liquors it's all there um no i mean my 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 Liquor of choice right now is bourbon. I've said it a number of times. Um, oddly enough, I couldn't remember what I've been drinking the last live stream, but uh, I'm drink, I'm drinking Evan Williams right now. That's, That's my big thing. Right. It's kind of the it's, middle middle range. Right? It's a it's a yeah it's a it's a it's relatively the cheapest but higher quality sippables without mixing. If I was mixing, I could care less. You know, I. Like with my vodka, I mean, I mix my vodka. I don't drink that. I don't drink that straight. So I'll, oh, I'll yeah. buy. I'll buy the garbage. I'll buy Skull. I'll be. I'll buy Kamchaka. All the classics. Four freedoms. You're mixing it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if it's under ten bucks, I'm buying when it comes to vodka. <laughs> yeah, because listen, I mean, have I bought Absolute? Have I bought Finlandia? Have I bought the fancy vodkas? Yes, I have. Then I've had company over, and I'm like, oh shit. I'm out of all the good stuff, but I got this cheap bottle. So then I take the, the top off the really good stuff and I pour the cheap shit in it and people still make drinks. They don't notice the goddamn difference because they're not drinking it straight and they just don't notice it. Does that make me a bad person? Yes, it does. All right. Next question. <laughs> you're the worst. Dude. The worst. Aha. Uh-huh, you're drinking four freedoms and you don't even know it, bitch. You dumb bastard. Best commentators. <laughs> best commentators. Us? I don't know. Um, best commentators. I think he's talking about in-game commentators. Oh, 
best in-game commentators. People are not going to like this, but I like uh, Moreno. Mm. I'm sorry, I do. I know he's he's a smart ass. I know he's um, can be absurd, but as an in-game commentator, I just he just entertains me because he's he's jovial. He hasn't. He gives two shits about what's about to come out of his out of his mouth, and I like that. Uh, what was his first name? You know who I'm talking about, right? Guy on ESPN FC, Moreno, played for Venezuela. Forgot his fucking um, first name. Same guy that played for DC. Yes, like yes. Long time MLSer. Hold on, it'll come up eventually. Somebody's gonna say it in the chat. All right, so I like him. I I'm, I'm I, I don't have any bias towards any commentators. To tell you the truth, mm. Alejandro, Alejandro. Thank you, Ali, Ali, yeah, <laughs> Ali Moreno, Alejandro. Pedro, how about Pedro? No, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of people don't like Moreno. By the way, I know they don't. Uh, here's a, here's one that just said uh, he's terrible. He's so contradictory. Yeah, he can be. I just like him because he's mm -hmm. a Serbic and he's I don't know. He's got an edge, and he just doesn't give a shit. He really doesn't. Like, other guys, you can tell, yeah, he kind of gives a shit. Like, let's face it, Taylor Twelman gives a big shit. Like, there are certain things that are never going to come out of Taylor Twelman's mouth. The biggest thing was, what are we doing? That's the biggest thing he ever said, right? So, yeah, I know. I, don't know, know. I, 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 can't, I don't have any favorite commentators. I, I racked my brain about this. I, I like a lot of the European ones just simply because they let a lot of dead air in between comments. So whereas you, you talk about the American commentators, or at least the American broadcasts, and they feel like they have to fill up every second of space with, you know, something. Here's a stat. You know, Chicago's never won a game when they, you know. The CBS crew. <laughs> you like the CBS crew, though. Sure. I mean, I like them. I like them better. I like them the Jet best team. of all the all the all the national team commentators. Absolutely. I love 100%. Gooch. Yeah, that's, I it's like a great. Gooch. It's a great. It's a great group. Yeah. Um, I mean, even even uh, Adu and I don't know who who uh, partners with Adu for live games. I like Adu too. Yep. Um, I mean, they're they're fine. I mean, I'll listen to them. Um, I, I I love listening to some of the uh, the Homer. Uh, the Homer commentators you get for the MLS games or USL games, and you can tell they're very biased towards their team. That's yeah. always fun. Those are they're always fun to listen to. They're not the best commentating by any means, but yeah, that's actually a really tough question because the problem is I have a problem with every single one of them. Yeah, but it's just so that I can't do who's it. Least by problematic that. in your book. So it's yeah, it's not even about who's the least problematic. It's just who makes me laugh. Yeah. You know, and Ali. Pandro Moreno makes me laugh. Like some of the stuff he says on live games makes me laugh. I, I just think he's funny. So I don't agree with him all the time. I just think he's funny. So there we go. Best part of Indiana. This is from Berlin or America. Taylor. Yeah. Best part of Indiana. Spoiler Richmond, Indiana and Wayne County. Um, And what's the below? Oh, Ohio? Says, oh, uh, and Terra Hope belongs exclusively to oh, the Flat Earthers. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody likes the Hope. The Hope? I yeah. So I had to do a lot of work as the director of the bottom half of the state for a certain um, uh, foundation I'm not going to name. Is Terra Hope considered bottom half? Uh, 
it was for like riding the line. I it was that. for my territory. It was yeah. Everything below Indianapolis was mine. So I did a lot of <laughs> seriously. Sorry, I just said I saw a tweet about the or not tweet, but a comment. Uh, Lee Woodcock uh, says the best part of Indiana is the airport departure <laughs> or at departure. <laughs> Ooh man, <laughs> Lee Woodcock giving it to us hard. Um, <laughs> Fun intended. <laughs> exactly. Best part of Indiana, you know, I really don't know Richmond that well, and I would been to Terre Haute, and I think it's pretty a lot better than a lot of people think think it is, at least architecturally, because I'm into old buildings. They still have a lot of them up. So, you know, I'd drive around the city when I was supposed to be working, take pictures of them. <laughs> and then I'd like, you know, walk around them and stuff. The old ones from the 1880s, built in the 1880s and, and so on. So I think Terre Haute has potential. I do. I don't know about Richmond. Have you been to Richmond, Brett? I haven't been to Richmond. Uh, from time to time. I mean, not, 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 not long time stays by any means, but I've been there. What's, um, what, is it good there or what am I missing? I mean, my 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 state. Most Indiana towns all resemble each other. There's an old portion that have like the historical buildings. That's great, but then there's a lot of urban sprawl, quote unquote urban sprawl, by the way, where it's just nothing but box, you know, stores and uh, and uh, franchises. And yeah, you've been to one. You've been to them all. Um, my my thing about India is not necessarily um, a specific part of the city or uh, the state but i will say if i have to pick off the geographics i like i like uh the brown county area simply because it's hilly it's wooded there's it's just it's relatively enjoyable no that part is very nice the town itself it's all right i mean it's full full of trinket places that's kind of (laughs) annoying but uh, uh, god king snake or god kong snake says probably gnawbone gnawbone (laughs) hell yeah um you know, actually, Columbus is kind of nice. It's got a nice downtown. It's got a nice feel. Um, <laughs> so anyhow, yeah. They say uh, they say Gary was nice on Parks and Rec. <laughs> I like a little <laughs> vacation city. No, I think what's nice about India in general is two things. I'm a big fan of the Four Seasons. I like all, having all four seasons. But then again, there's a there's a huge portion of of the United States that ha- actually has four seasons. You're only on a very specific area that doesn't have four seasons. After um, this winter, I'd rather not have one of them. Nah, I, I like winter. I'll pass on winter. Uh, I'm older than you. I hate it that's now. True. You feel it in your bones. I don't uh, like it. I also like the fact that Indiana and Midwest in general have a very small, small amount of like deadly insects or snakes or, or animals, animals in general. So it's just <laughs> you know, there's there's some there's some black bears. That's about it. Maybe a maybe a mountain lion pops up every now and then. Black bears. What? Yeah, but, yeah. No. We just had our we Indiana just had their first black bear appearance in like twenty years, and it was like right on the line of Michigan and uh, Indiana. So, That's absurd. Yeah, we haven't black seen bears. bears in Indiana for ages. It said it's been twenty years for the black bears. So no wolves. They're they're all gone. Yeah. So, they, anyhow, enough about Indiana. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking to a very small portion of our listeners right now. Yeah. We just lost about 20 people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we did. Berlin's on fire. What is this? This third one? Best own goal you've ever scored? I've never scored an own goal. Oh, you stole mine. I don't I've... score own goals. 
<laughs> we're not I, center backs, so never happened to me. I was a right midfielder. Brett was a striker, so. I, I, yeah, and I, I will I will tell uh, my favorite own goal story, not from me, but I mean, um, so we were playing uh, uh, futsal. Um, Jesus, this was uh, maybe about 10 years ago, maybe a little bit more. And uh, <laughs> my friends, I was playing goalkeeper at the time. We passed the ball back to him, and he went to one touch it to another player, and somehow it deflected off his foot, hit his heel, and then went in the goal. Just, yeah, we, we were laughing so hard that the kickoff occurred and got scored on again. <laughs> I mean, that's okay in futsal, right? So, I mean, but when you're okay, hold on. Where is it? He's on fire today. God Kong sneak. Zardis was a striker, too. <laughs> that's true. That is true. He nailed it. Um, yeah. I mean, it happened to our team, except it happened in the state finals. So it was two to one against Ballard in the state finals. And we were pushing to get a tie goal. And I think it was Grant Matola passed it back to Aaron Cush, who was playing goalkeeper. And it hit like a tuft of grass. Like, cause our, those fields were horrible. Even for the state finals, they were horrible. And we were playing in late October and it hit a tuft of grass and he had his hands and it bounced like right through his legs, went in the goal. And we lost three to one. I think he cried the whole way back on the bus home. Um, so, yeah, devastating uh, own goal there. But it wasn't by me. So there you go. There you are. And sorry, Grant and Aaron, if, you know, I didn't want to have to use your names. But, I mean, it makes it more authentic. Like, I, it actually happened, right? I mean, I'm not making it up if I made up. You got to also make up names, too? Shit. All right, why do you think, and this is from Lance Bringer of Puns, why do you think the best U.S. international player from each MLS team is currently? Who, who do you think? Who? Lance, well, Lance looks we, a we lot. We talked about this. <laughs> Lance looks a lot like like um, um, the rapper um, who was just on at the halftime show. Um, New? Jesus Christ, my brain is broken. Anyhow, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Were you thinking of Snoop Dogg? Snoop! Snoop Dogg, thank you. Man, my brain must be broken if I can't remember Snoop. I mean, that's just... I could picture him, but the name wouldn't you come. probably got some of brain. his brand, don't you? Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> Sure, that's not helping. <laughs> Lance, we had talked about this before the, the live stream when uh, Derek was trying to get his computer working. Uh, there's no way that we'll be able to cover every single team. So I figured we'd just cover a couple of... Uh, of the best current internationals um, in MLS right now, I guess. Kind of easy, right? It's like Zimmerman and Turner. <laughs> Those are like the best two. Um, well, maybe I mean, pri prior Jordan to his Morris? Injury, yeah. Prior to his injury, Eric Williamson. I like yes. him a lot. Yeah, I, would like, like I would love to see better. what he can do when he bounces back. Yep, me too. Um, a lot of promise, a lot of promise. What, what do you end up doing? Is he tears ACL? Was that it? Yeah, whatever it was, I think it was a leg thing. So, yeah. um, I mean, you've got Kate Clark, but then he played like crap at the end of the season last year. So hopefully he comes back strong. Filippo just had him on for an interview. I know. Listened I about two thirds of that before the show. It was good. It was a good listen. You guys haven't watched it? Go watch it. It's good. Yeah, I watched it too. Um, Kate Cowell. Did you speaking of uh, both? Both I like, can talk about both right there. Uh, Clark uh, talked about how uh, Berhalter was playing him in the middle. 
And remember when we always talked about uh, Caden being brought in, we, uh, you were like, I, Greg's never going to play him in the middle. He's I never he hasn't he, played in the middle for us yet, except for the youth levels, but he could but pull it off. He could pull it off, but he's going to have to work harder than he did the, in the last half of the year. Like uh, a less, less defensive uh, Luca De La Torre type of role, I guess. Dude, I'll take De La Torre every day of the week over Cade Clark right now. Caden Clark. Um, Caden uh, is a great, player who's like five years different, age different. So that's right. That's exactly why. Yeah. Um, and even on that interview, basically, he said with Filippo that he's got to just focus on New York right now. And that's where he should focus because he needs to earn a starting spot back on that club. And that should be his priority because he's not ready for Leipzig. That's for sure. There's no doubt about it. So Trey, Trey Allen has Mihailovic. Uh, yeah, that's a good that one. There. That's a good Although, one. Immediately following that, we have uh, uh, Julio here saying Mihailovic has no upside. I I say don't 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 hold his lack of production when he was at Chicago against him. He's done well at uh, uh, Montreal. Um, I think he deserves a look. It definitely won't be a, this window, and it def, don't think it's going to be Nations League by any means either. Uh, mm-hmm. It'll have to be a friendly or a, or a uh, Camp Cup kick. Although we're not going to have a Camp Cup kick this year because of World Cup. And he did he did a trial at Bologna or was it Genoa? I think it was Bologna, and it didn't go very well. Yeah. So, wow. listen, I don't. He's got to take a big step forward, Mihailovic, to have any sniff of the U.S. Men's National Team. I mean, the big boy team, not the Nations League team, not the Gold Cup team. I'm talking about making it on the World Cup team going forward. So, all right, more questions. More, more, more. How many more do we have? <laughs> well, we did We did have about a 20-minute spell where we didn't answer a single one of them, so who knows? Oh. <laughs> Crazy Electron says, what are the biggest moments in U.S. soccer? that you guys remember with extreme vividness when it happened, good and or bad. Two for me, Brett. Um, The handball in 2002 in Germany that everybody in the world saw, except for the referees. (laughs) Um, And that one that really excited me for whatever reason, it was the Confederations Cup where we beat Spain. Um, Mm. So one was bad, one was good. Um, I mean, I, I, my, my, uh, my experience of my experiencing, uh, Landon Donovan's goal against Algeria was pretty vivid. Yeah, that was pretty I, I took, I took the, I took the day off and went to a bar and, uh, the bar was packed and it was just arguably had to be the, the best experience that I can recall because of, 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 of the U.S. Men's National Team game because it was, it was, the game was ending and was the way, so the way it currently stood yeah. I, I, if I recall correctly, the way it stood in the scoreline, we would not have qual- we would not have moved on to the group stage or yeah. the uh, knockout round. I screamed and all pretty loud like, that night. Yeah. Yep. Oh man, that was that was a blast. Yeah, um, and uh, my son and I were watching that together, and we both went nuts. So yeah, yeah I mean that that's definitely up there for sure. So. Yeah, those were pretty uh, so, so, pretty vivid. Yeah, somebody brought up the uh, Tim Howard uh, hundred save game against uh, Belgium. That was impressive. Although that, that's more memorable for me because Juan Dolesky missed the open goal and sent us into extra time. So that's not yeah. a good one. I mean, yep. good for Howard, but not a good, not a good, I remember the game ended and my wife looked at me and she goes, do you want a beer? And I go, yeah. 
<laughs> Actually, get me something. get me a shot of tequila. Much harder. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have another my uh, one memory that's personal to me because nobody else experienced except for the people that were in the cab was a my cab trip in Chicago to uh, Soldier Field to watch U.S. versus Honduras. I think in 08. I didn't think we were going to get to the stadium. That that caddy uh, cut people off, and then he got cut off, and he purposely rode them off the road. It was the the craziest cab ride ever, and it's probably just standard in Chicago. But I don't cab ever. I don't cab anywhere. In fact, that may be one of my few instances in a cab. Mm. So, but yeah, that was that was that was a memorable. But the game was also pretty memorable. I think we ended up beating them two one. Um, scored a PK on the uh, supporters side. So that was fun. So you're talking about a Chicago Fire thing? Mm, U.S. versus Honduras World Qualifying. I think it was back in 08. Oh, oh, oh you're oh, you went deep back. Um, I don't know the the time we announced Indy 11. That was kind of cool. Like when again yeah. personal to us, but yeah, yeah, third <laughs> battalion. Um, that was really crazy because I mean it went from a grassroots movement to a real thing in like a year and a half it was insane so mm-hmm. uh that was pretty cool too do we have any more questions of course oh, okay i'm ready to stay on then boxers or briefs all right jose <laughs> i don't uh, know answers, what... yes i don't know all how my... about boxer briefs i haven't worn a pair of boxers since i was in college so there you go. <laughs> I mean, I do wear underwear. I'm not saying I have don't wear underwear. I just haven't worn boxers. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. <laughs> I like Derek's everything got, to be uh, kind Derek's of got, uh, Julio's thongs for men. I, I just like <laughs> I like everything to be tucked reference. up. I want to see it in the chat. Let's go. I, want, I like everything to be really <laughs> compact and tucked in. I don't like it just hanging around, flopping around. So there's, and as you get older, folks, it flops around more. So <laughs> there's that to consider. Uh, I'm 50. So there's that. But good question, Jose. Next. No, dude, you're not going to get me to pronounce that. No, I know what you're trying to do because there was a guy in the Bloomington, <laughs> the old Bloomington, um, um phone book for years for like 15 years there was a guy named hayward jablomi in there and uh it was in there year (laughs) after year after year and all of us would get a kick out of the fact that this guy made it into the fucking bloomington phone book every year (laughs) so i know what you're trying to do there Uh, you're not kind of surprised we i'm kind of surprised we haven't used that for our our makeshift uh names for questions back in the day i think back in the day i mean it's like handful months ago i think it's because it's been it's something i already had heard before and i thought everyone would know what it was (laughs) so it's like no i'm not gonna say that because i know everybody knows that one already but maybe they don't so if you don't hey word you blow me good job but this is not a uh ice wallow come moment but nice try all right Mm -hmm. in a 442 empty bucket who would be the four attackers I think you already said who they would be, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, and real quick, uh, Vince, the four four two empty bucket is in reference to Bob Bradley's four two 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 empty bucket. Right, right. 
So, I mean, we are, you already said on the left, you'd have Pulisic on the right. You'd have maybe Reyna. It's right here. John's got it. Pulisic, Leia, Pepe, Reyna. And behind him, you have Adams and uh, Weston. Yep. And then you're back four. I mean, it is what it is. Yep. There it is. There you go, Hayward. (laughs) Next. Nailed it. Bing. All right, Will Will Killian. Okay, that didn't I for a second I thought maybe somebody else was trying to trick us. When <laughs> I gotta be careful on this, yeah. Yeah. When will we see John Brooks start again for the United States men's national team? Not in a long time. Maybe not in a long time. So I, is, I, I will say that if he does not call him in this window, especially if uh, Brooks continues to play as well as he has been, then Somebody from the media has to ask, point blank, what's up? Because and it's never gonna happen, don't get me wrong. Because if his if his argument is it's all based on form, it's all based on form. Well, Brooks has been on form for about a month now. So yeah, about a month and a half, actually. He was on form right before the last call-up. So last window. I mean, it do we think do I think he's gonna get called the next this upcoming window? I would hope so. Because at this point he's he's playing better than McKenzie is. He's not going to be. But I'm just saying, it, it it's going to have to be as it, it's going to be something's going to come out. And at that point, I would just hope that Brooks says something. Because why not at this point? And we're working on doing a show with Meg Swanick. And um, again, I don't want to call her out so she loses her fucking press pass. But mm-hmm. you know, she was really honest about what she saw out there between and how Brooks and Berhalter interact, but it's not just how they interact, which wasn't good. And the way Brooks interacted with his teammates wasn't good either. It was really negative, a lot of head shaking, a lot of, you know, you suck or you fucked up kind of things on the field. That's not a positive attitude on the field. Um, Brooks doesn't really do that at Wolfsburg. Um, and he's not expected to really be a leader, leader, leader on Wolfsburg, but he is, I guess, expects himself to be somewhat of a leader for the U.S. men's national team. I guess the other issue is he's slow. And if you're going to play two center backs and you're going to have two high left back, right backs, and you're pressing high, you're playing a high block. Yeah, you need somebody to be able to cover when they do the counter. And we've said this a thousand times. I almost feel like it's broken record. Yeah. So, no, I don't think. Brooks, I mean, we, I called it now two windows in a row. If you don't want to believe me, don't believe me. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's going to be in the next window either. I could be wrong. I mean, McKenzie could get hurt. CCV could sprain a left testicle. I don't know. Lots of things could happen. But I don't think Brooks is going to be called in unless there are significant injuries. We all, especially if Long gets healthy. Long gets healthy. He might be in the be the force the fourth center back, not even McKenzie or CCV. Mm-hmm. Certainly not Miazga. I mean, Miazga's way off the charts right now. I mean, he can't get a game for Alvis. So there you go. Thanks. Uh, Chris Gary for Halter out. Most hated individual ever in soccer. Most hated in individual. <laughs> I, that could be taken a lot of ways. Most hated in individual ever in soccer. Played manager, owner, whatever. Most hated individual ever in soccer. 
While you're mulling that over, I'll go first, I guess. Go for it, because I'm, I'm going no with personal. A personal here is uh, uh, Andrew Huffman, uh, former owner of Chicago Fire. It's pretty much well hated by the Chicago fan base, minus one person. All so, right, that that's isolated to me. Uh, obviously, the Glazers aren't uh, well thought of in uh, England or in Europe, I guess, in general. I'm trying to start that Super League thing. Mm-hmm. So, how, about, how about John Terry? Yeah. Um, man, we did a bunch of running jokes on John Terry when he was banging his teammates' <laughs> wives back in the day. I mean, Classic. a bunch of shows on him, like the cartoon show, not yeah. like our show. We did a cartoon show. We were much classier than the cartoon show. Yeah. And what was his big thing that he sponsored back then? His Daddy Juice? Was that was his sponsor? Daddy Juice? It's It's been almost a decade. I don't really recall. It was like a barbecue sauce. It was called Daddy Juice, and he was the Daddy Juice Man of the Year because he shared his Daddy Juice with as many of his teammates' wives as he possibly could. So there you go, John Terry. That's mine. Here's he, one. He was hated. We got uh, Vinso with, uh, with uh, Garber. Oh, Garber by the well disliked. What about the guy who played for Real Madrid, um, and now he's on PSG? Is he still on Real Madrid? Oh, I fucking hate that guy. No. The yes. center back. The center back. Oh, Ramos? For years. Ramos. Is it Sergio Ramos? Yeah. Dick. What a cockbite. I remember when they were like <laughs> playing a game. Oh, here's same same uh, same wheelhouse. Peppy. Peppy? Peppy's not hateable. Portuguese Peppy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, he just looks like a bug. That's not his fault. Um, he's an, he, he's, he's, watch any of the highlight reels of angry angry players in football, and he makes every single one. <laughs> I get it, but listen, Sergio Ramos. Remember when he scored a goal and it was like seven to nothing against like Gibraltar or Liechtenstein or something, and he was doing the baby thumb suck thing and going fucking nuts about scoring like seven goals against this hapless tiny tiny country of like a hundred thousand people what a prick what a disgusting person so i i don't like that guy i'm glad i got to say that this tonight because i've never liked that guy and i may have said it before but it was like eight years ago and he's no less douchey than he was then how's that thanks yeah. david uh for correcting me uh i will always mispronounce names <laughs> who'd you mispronounce pepe not pepe Oh, all right. Well, that's fine. Oh, here we go. Uh, Breck Shea. <laughs> uh, that was just fun. I can't read it. I still no, got that's what it. I said, I said Breck Shea. I oh. said it out loud. No, wait. Breck Shea is a completely lovable guy in real life, guys. <laughs> he He's just an incompetent person. That's not his fault. He was not born with a full deck. And that's okay. That's okay. You got to accept that at some point and just say, you know, the guy wasn't born with a full deck. He's not very self-aware. And maybe he is now. Although he's out there playing with snakes, so who knows? I <laughs> Forgot mean, all about that, yeah. That's fucking weird. Throwing them in trash cans? Yeah, man. Colin Reese. Yeah. Whoa, Colin. Why do people use slow motion highlights from a camera angle along with the sideline and halfway up the pitch stance to analyze play when it's only fair to evaluate play at full speed and from the same field of view that the player has? 
Okay. Well, Colin. I thought you were going to get that all in one breath, by the way. I almost did. <laughs> Colin, the reason we can't do it like that is unless you put a camera on the head of every single player on the field. There's no way to watch the field of view from the player's point of view at full speed unless they all have like a um, a camera like attached to their I don't know, their left ear or something. So you can see everything that's happening on the field. That would be my answer. Uh, why do they use slow motion? Because we can, I guess. I think um, uh, the same field of view comes down to say, just being able, from up higher, you have more of a view of the field than down lower. I think is what he's saying. So I think most people use the, uh, the slow motion and low cameras for, uh, <sighs> I don't necessarily know if it's analyzing play. They use mainly just for the highlight reels because when you're you know, when you're down lower in slow motion, you get much better view of everybody's play. Uh, there was a Weston had a play uh, this past weekend uh, that they had a nice view down low um, in slow motion where you know he made a cut inward and then he uh, then he ended up cutting back and nutmegged the guy and it was early on in the game too, I think. Okay, well, but 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 he, he as he, far as analyze as far as analyzing the play, doing it from a higher level, so you can see what the other, what the players are seeing is, I think, is what he's referring to when it comes to seeing the field view. Yeah, but every manager, after when they evaluate the game, put put the screen on wide and watch it as wide as possible, so they can see where every player's position mm -hmm. is and what they're doing. So I mean I hope he doesn't mean literally from the same field of view that the player has because I think I think the, the analyzing aspect is coming down to more the uh, you know the people on the internet when they talk about certain players or even on YouTube for that matter because I mean you got to put a cop cam then on every player and if you want to see it how it is actually happening from the field now even from the sidelines watching it's especially if the ball's on the very, very, very opposite side of the field, it's kind of really hard to really get a good idea what exactly is happening over there, um, even if you're standing on the sidelines. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know the answer to this question, but I like slow motion. And I'll just – I'll end it with saying, basically saying that as far as analyzing is concerned, I think most people would prefer to look at it from a higher level than obviously a ground level per se. Um, I think the ground level slow motion is mainly just for highlight reels and uh, booyahs, if you will. Well, and that's how all games are filmed. Yes. Right? From up top, because that gives you a broader perspective of the play on the field and the positioning of the players and how play is developing. I mean, I mean, I suppose we could have like a robot with a camera on the field that follows the ball around, yeah, but that could get ugly. Like a camera, whatever, like the little robot that swings down like football games and shit. Yeah, exactly. Or one of those little uh, <laughs> bots that flies around with a camera on it. Uh, drone? Drone, yeah. But that could get, that could yeah. injure someone. So, all right, next one. <sighs> How many do we have, Brett? This is absurd. We're an hour and 11 minutes in here. <laughs> We talk a lot. What can I say? Bill Hamid. No, uh, Bill. Uh, maybe it's Bill Archer. I love you, Bill. I always will. All right. Is Gio Reyna right now better than Pulisic when he was 19? Yes. I think he is. But they're different players. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. They have they have almost equal amount of games under their belt at the same level. Um, but they play a different style, and they're a different, a different type of player. 
Simple as that. And at this point, Rain is playing in the midfield. Well, it's the most game. Oh, he was prior to the injury. I think the game he came in, he was still a more advanced role. Um, but I think, uh, I mean, as a whole, they just they, they're two different style of players. So they're both good in their own right. Yeah, Rain is better it? with free kicks. What was that song? <laughs> um, uh, which was the um, you know like the I'm just a bill. Heading to Hap Capitol Hill. Remember that one? Yeah. All right. He's like leaning back on the stairs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd like to see them redo that video now. PSA. Things are anyhow. Gio Reyna. Yes. He's he's they're different players, but they have different strengths. Gio Reyna isn't as fast as Polisic is. He's nor is he as quick, but he sees the field. A lot better already than Christian Pulisic does. So we'll see how that develops. But they can complement each other on the national team. Uh-oh. What happened? Uh, club level, yes. For the Nats, Pulisic was literally carrying us through qualifying already at 19. I mean, he was. So there's that. Um, but again. I mean, he had like something like seven goals and six assists last uh, they, qualifier. They would just do different things. Sure. So if Gino Reyna was the same age as Pulisic and was playing back then, that would have helped us too. So, but he was, he was like 16, I think at the time, or even younger than that, maybe even. So yeah, I got, you gotta just, we gotta wait on this and they don't do the same thing. So comparing them isn't really an appropriate thing to do. And I mean, you could do it if you want. I'm not saying it's inappropriate in the sense that you can't do it. If you want to do it, do it. What happened to Will end. Packwood? You picked the end. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I completely forgot about him until I read this question. I'm like, oh, yeah, what did happen to Will Packwood? I mean, he was highly touted for a while there. and then He was over-touted. He had, some, he had some niggling little injuries. Um, mm. That didn't help. But really, he came back to the States, tried it for an MLS team. They were like, nah. And tried it for New England. Yeah, he just quit. He's just like, fuck it then. I'm done. Apparently, he's a private equity associate at Hellman and Friedman right now in the Boston area. Yeah. I mean, he had some great moments at Birmingham. <laughs> Coming out, he was highly touted. I remember Will Packwood. I remember. Part of that trying, lost generation. Trying to watch every game he played, you mm -hmm. know, when it wasn't available back then as easily as it is now. So. Yeah, we were all hopeful, hopeful, but the thing is about being hopeful, you got to realize there's going to be a large percentage of these young kids that just aren't going to work out. And he just was, he was one of them. And he just said, no moss faster than other guys have. There you go. Pretty much. All right. Uh, Arnold Maldonado for $9.99. Uh, love your show, Derek and Brett. Who is your favorite player of the 1994 U.S. Men's National Team? Also, what are your thoughts on Caden Clark? Do you see him playing for the U.S. Men's National Team in the future? Favorite player on the 94 team. I mean, it would have been Tap Ramos until he fucking ruptured his skull, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, Winalda. I liked Lawless back uh, then, too. I was younger, so I liked that he had long hair. Red hair. Liked all that. I mean, I even at the time liked the uniforms, which were awful. 
awful. But the one that awful. I remember. But I'm thinking, uh, oh well, that's different. Yeah, it's different and bad, Derek. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, at the time, um, yeah, I was what seven, eleven, give or take. <laughs> yeah, you were. So, I was so in my twenties already. I, I have. Uh, I mean, I, I, I still liked a <laughs> lot of players from that squad. I mean, I, uh, I remember uh, uh, Tony Miola. It was fun to watch with that. We had him on our show. Yeah, he had the uh, eight ponytail. years ago, one seven years ago. I don't know if he uh, still Balboa. has a ponytail. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he does. No, he was on Chicago's. Uh, he, he was commentating for Chicago last year, and I think he's doing it this year again, maybe. Uh, but no, yeah, he's short cropped. Um, I mean, I liked Balboa. He had the uh, the bicycle. That was nice. Let's see yep. that shit. Um, Reina. I mean, Lawless. It was just a. It was a fun time because you know I was just you know kind of introducing myself to the national team at that point. I loved playing the game, um, but prior to that World Cup, don't think I, I don't think I actually watched a, a live match. Here's the funny thing: in '94, I was like, I don't know, um, 22 years old. So I was having already having arguments online with um, foreigners. Mostly Europeans who were making fun of our team before that online in '94, huh? In those uh, kind AOL, of AOL chat rooms, huh? No, you're right. It wasn't. It was some <laughs> weird setup. Can't remember what it, what what they were called back then. Pals. But anyhow, yeah, there was already like, and you were happy to like talk to like six people who knew anything about the U.S. men's national team. Yeah. Anyhow, people are already berating us before that World Cup. <laughs> so there you go, '94. Uh, as for as for Caden Clark, uh, that's the second part of it. Um, yeah, I mean he's young right now. He's not going to be in the in the. He's not in the pool. He's not going to be in the pool in upcoming. He, depending on how he's playing with Red Bulls, he might get brought in during the Nations League. Um, but even then, I don't know. I think this is going to be a next cycle thing for him. Yes. <laughs> yes, you are correct, sir. That's correct. He's got a long way to go, folks. Long yeah. way. I mean, yes, he's got to become a starter on the Red Bulls first. Let's let's get let's back start, to that. Let's start there. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Right. No, that is all of the questions. Okay, so um, I guess we'll end it by laughing about the fact that Man United's players are all calling Chris Armas Ted Lasso. That, that could be endearing, though. I mean, come on. That's, I don't think so. That's not how it's coming out in the press. Wait, are you saying that the uh, are you saying English uh, media and uh, the players for Man U just don't have a sense of humor? I, mean, I would look at that and say, like, oh, that's nice. I appreciate no, that. behind the scenes, Man United players are pissed off that this guy is even a coach on the team and saying that his <laughs> warm-up drills are like from twenty, you know, two thousand and one. And they're like, this guy's a real Ted Lasso. So they're they're basically, you know, they're punching his junk um, behind the scenes with the uh, the English media. So we'll see how that, how that works out for him. You know, I the problem with Chris Armas is he doesn't have much ammunition. I mean, he was injured for two World Cups in a row he should have made. And he didn't make the teams because he was injured. So he doesn't have that, you know, to add to his resume. Mm-hmm. So they look at him and they're like, like, this guy's awful at 
Red Bull. He was awful at, you know, Toronto. Why is this guy a coach on this team? I get it. Um, there's probably some bias involved in that as well. Or maybe Chris Armas just isn't making himself a very likable person. Because, I mean, even if the guys think your, your drills suck, they might like you as a person, so they're not going to talk behind your back, you know? So I think Chris Armas has got some work to do. But this is the same shit that happened in Toronto, New York. The players behind the scenes complained about him. They didn't like him as a person, and they didn't like his setup. So there you go. Um, I hope Chris learns from this. Although Jimmy Conrad went to the mat defending him the other night. And that's fine. I get it, Jimmy. You know Chris. But, I mean, after a while, don't you see a trend here? With Chris Armis, wherever he goes, the shit don't work out real well for him. So, all right. Okay, I think that's going to do it for tonight. I will say, uh, Julio, I see your tw- I see your uh, messages on the chat saying that you tweeted at us. I do not see it on Twitter. It's not on notifications. So uh, I, if I find it or if it comes through later, for whatever reason, I'm not sure why it wouldn't pop up immediately. Scrolling back through it, I don't see anything. So I will, if I, if we see it next live stream, we'll add it to our list. And I just want to add before we go here, Rick Mangy on uh, United States national T- with a Facebook page. That guy can suck it. He can suck it big time. What a whiny bitch. Anyhow, I got to say it at least. I'm not going to say why. I'm just going to say that's a fact. <laughs> Until the next time on the straight red card. Keep it real, folks. Uh, Make sure you share it, like, and subscribe. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with another show, but it will be taped, not live. But thanks for showing up for this. Brett, I don't even know how many people showed up for this. Oh, yeah, about 80 to 90, just shy of 100, I think, was the highest. All right, so sort of like Pretty consistent, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Appreciate everybody coming out. Yeah, thanks, guys. We really appreciate it. Thanks for all the super chats and your support. We're just going to keep rumbling forward. And I know that we got a big blank spot here where there's not a lot of things going on with U.S. men's national team. and But uh, we do have the Yank Report. I probably shouldn't even announce that for tomorrow because people don't watch that as much. Only the diehards do. But uh, anyhow, we'll be back for that. So, cha-cha. We're out. <laughs>